And I'm delighted to have on the line Claire Bryant, who's CEO of Cherry Trees, a charity based in East Clandon. Uh, Hello, Claire. Hello, Graham. Well, welcome along. And um, could you tell us a bit about Cherry Trees then? It started, I believe, in 1980? Yeah, it did. 1980, a group of parents um, and local doctors um, rallied round, really, understanding that there was a huge need in the local area or nationally as well um, for a service for respite, basically, for parents who who had um, children with profound and kind of multiple learning and physical and sensory disabilities. Um, they realised that, that families were just not getting a break. And as a result, uh, families were quite often reaching crisis points and breaking down. Um, and then inevitably, the children would be going into full time residential care, which is, you know, it's an awful thing to think about. Um, and so they rallied round um, and set up cherry trees. Um, and, and since then, we've been going strong over 40 years. Um, Dr. Helen Foley, our founder, um, did an absolutely fantastic job in, in setting the groundwork for cherry trees. And then since then, we've just been growing year on year, helping more and more families um, in great need. Right. Yes. So ha- today, how many families are you helping? We're about 110 families um, and lots of those families have got siblings um, or, or two children um, with complex disabilities. Um, and we, we support uh, children and young adults, so zero to 19, so the whole spectrum, um, along with we're an inclusive disability service. Uh, so what, what I mean by that is that we, we support children with, with pretty much the spectrum of disabilities from those with autistic, autistic spectrum disorder um, to those with physical disabilities such as cerebral palsy who who may be in a wheelchair uh, to those with neurological difficulties such as very complex epilepsy so lots and lots of different children and young young adults benefit from our service and i guess uh, the staff that are helping to provide the the respite care have uh, have to have a lot of special training they do, yes. Uh, so we're governed by Ofsted, uh, the regulatory body. I'm sure lots of people have heard of Ofsted, uh, but they're not kind to, to any service, really. But they, they, they serve a fantastic function, making sure that, that we are qualified um, and and fully up to date with all of the specialist training that we need. And as I said earlier, because we're an inclusive disability service, what that means is that our training program is huge, um, ensuring that we are are fully au fait with all of the different conditions um, and the best ways to care for the children that that we care for. Um, From a medical side, we have children who are gastro fed. um, So that that requires lots of medical training. I I said earlier that I think about 60% of our children have got epilepsy. Um, So if you ever encounter somebody who's having a seizure is quite a scary thing and what we need to do is right at the beginning when staff start with us is to ensure that they've got all of the skills to make sure that they're confident in dealing with, dealing with the disabilities that that we that the children present with but also um one of our our key ethos you know that runs through everything that we do is, is child first disability second what i mean is that is that we try and remove all the barriers associated with the disability so we can value the children who for who they are and as a result, we need to make sure that carers are, you know, are comfortable and confident to say, you know, if a child has a seizure, this is exactly what I'll need to do. Um, you know, it, it doesn't, it shouldn't phase me too much and understand what the protocol is. And the same with autism and challenging behaviour. Um, and as a result, I can then carry on and, and organise trips out. I can organise, you know, for children to play, to have sleepovers, do all of the fun things that children should be doing. Right. I guess it takes quite a bit of a specialist equipment as well, does it? We do, yeah, and unfortunately, uh, equipment for for 
disabilities, you know, not just children, but disabilities on the whole, it's, it's astronomical. Um, the, the figures are huge about, you know, for families in particular, how much it costs additionally to, to care for a child with disability because of all of the disability aids. And that's no different than cherry trees. You know, we, we need to have lifts. We have um, a specialist bath, which um, was kindly uh, donated through fundraising efforts uh, last year, which which rises and falls, which enables children with disabilities um, to be hoisted in it. We have hoists in the majority of rooms, um, again, to enable children to to access everything so we've got a wonderful soft play area one of the things we never wanted to do was it was um was create facilities where children couldn't access perhaps because they were in a wheelchair so we've got hoists which enable children to go into into the soft play area um and yeah it from other aids such as we had a, we've had our kitchen refurbished um all of these through kind fundraising efforts and we have a a kitchen worktop which goes up and down um enabling children in wheelchairs to be able to cook um but of course all of those come at a significantly more expensive price because you can't get those things off of the shelf you have to go to specialist providers no, you were mentioning funding there. So how do you get your funds? Um, so 40% is from the local authority um, and 60% is through our, our fundraising efforts. Um, so we have a range of, of fundraising activity that goes on and some fantastic supporters. Um, so we run events. Um, we run a bridge league. Uh, we have um, lots of corporates um, that, that support us. And we have general donations as well. So lots and lots of different kind of fundraising activities. And during the pand- pandemic, the majority of that popped onto, onto online, um, but we also did some events as well. Right, yes, obviously COVID's uh, presumably created special challenges for you. Uh, yes, um, I could probably say that this year has been uh, the toughest year in my professional career, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. It's it's, it's presented unbelievable challenges for all of us. Um, However, we we also knew that the families who have children with disabilities, um, you know, the unbearable pressures and considerable strain that they've experienced as as a result of the pandemic um, is definitely indescribable. So, you know, we've experienced issues and problems and hurdles, but we knew that our families did as well. Um, And we we knew that we've always known that Cherry Trees is a lifeline um, for our families because it's a word that they've used time and time again. Um, But I guess what we didn't realise when the pandemic was declared um, back in March is is just how much more our families would need our support to keep their families together, uh, to stop them from reaching crisis point um, and to help them basically survive. Um, the, the challenge that we face were unprecedented. Um, the hurdles that we've had to overcome are, are, you know, have been phenomenal. It's definitely kept me and my management team and the staff on their toes. Um, but, you know, it, it, right at the beginning, I had a decision to make. Uh, do we close our service, just like the majority of, of businesses, charities and other provisions around us? Um, because, you know, the government was quite specific around around services that needed to close. Or did we, with the local authority support, the government support, Public Health England support and, and families? support uh, do our best to remain open and uh, it was a tough decision to make because we didn't know what the pandemic was all about you know we'd never experienced a pandemic in our lifetime so we didn't know you know the risks around COVID-19 in particular but we had to put faith in the government um, who were quite clear that the risks to children in particular were very very low um, and we, but we knew but one of the things we were certain that we knew is that without cherry trees um, and without the support mechanisms in our families' lives, children would inevitably experience harm and families would break down if we closed. So we had, you know, we had a tough decision to make, but actually the end decision was quite an easy one. You know, I wouldn't have been able to sleep at night knowing, you know, wondering how our families were coping. So we stayed open. But blimey, the challenges, uh, it was a barrage, it was a barrage of challenges. And it still is. We were bombarded with, with the 
significant challenges and hurdles from, you know, things that everybody else experienced as well, but on a bigger, larger scale. So things like, you know, when when the shop when the supermarkets were were kind of raided and and there were no longer any supplies of basic things like pasta and rice and toilet roll and those kind of things. Unfortunately, as much as and hard as we tried, we didn't have any priority service to those to you know to, to supermarkets um, because they had everybody saying I'm a priority. You know, so so unfortunately, we didn't make it up there. Um, and so we were faced with significant food shortage or potentially significant food shortages. Um, we've got lots of children with specialist diets. So that includes gluten free, dairy free, which they must have in their diets. Um, we were also faced with um, lack of PPE, just like the NHS. Um, so, you know, very small amount of PPE that we had in our stocks. Um, and we also faced um, significant staff shortages due to self-isolation. Um, but I'm really, really pleased. And, and it's very much only through a, hero- a heroic effort uh, by our staff, our volunteers and our community of supporters that we have overcome every single challenge through you know, large companies such as Pasta UK delivering us kilograms and kilograms of pasta to make sure that we've got a staple food um, to, to you know, local, local villagers going around and um, the stores themselves and getting kind of dairy-free, gluten-free food to make sure that our stocks were shelves to um, our local pubs um, saying, actually, we've got to close, but we've got loads of stock in our cupboards and delivering it to our doorsteps, um, to WIs and schools and church groups, making us uh, PPE equipment, like a face mask right at the beginning. Um, and, and I guess the hardest challenge for us right at the beginning is that we were forecasting a £100,000 uh, deficit in fundraising income, um, along with considerably increased staffing costs and other costs um, because, you know, because of everything, you know, because of having to cover staff sickness and increasing lots of different costs. And that was really tough for us to consider such deficit. Um, and uh, sadly, so many charities um, have closed for good because of the impact of COVID-19. But we are really, really lucky that, as I did, that, that, we, that we've got a great amount of supporters, which are ever, you know, ever growing. Um, we have had lots more volunteers come to us to say you know I'd normally volunteer at this place but actually they're closed so can I volunteer my time with with cherry trees um and you know and and it's it's a thanks to my dynamic and a kind of dedicated, really dedicated staff team uh, that have said, you know, we're not giving up. Uh, we need to carry uh, carry on and stay open for our families. And that's from the care team who sacrificed so much. You know, I had a, a senior manager who moved out of their home with a newborn baby because they knew the risk potentially to their family was too high. But they also knew that they need they were needed at Cherry Trees to, to remain open. So they moved out of home for a period of time to our fundraising team who, you know, we're a small, you know, we are a small charity we certainly were before the you know before the pandemic hit who actually said you know what we need to embrace this we can't go for a hundred thousand pound deficit it's not you know it's not it's inevitably going to mean that cherry trees is going to close so they become really dynamic very quickly and they became you know that they encouraged our supporters to to access online events we'd never done an online event before so we did. We had a fantastic uh, view at a talk of Hatchlands National Trust and became a great partnership with them. Our Bridge League became online. And that, that's a fantastic achievement uh, because the cohort of our, our bridge players is a slightly older category who perhaps don't don't like or are not feel comfortable uh, with with technology. So that was that was really good. And they just carried on being kind of motivated. Um, and they also uh, they also changed their way of working as well to make sure that they focused everything they could to making sure that the house had everything we needed uh, during the pandemic great stuff that's that's really great spirit isn't it as well and uh, i believe you've got a couple of fundraising events uh, coming up 
And our events are very much family focused. Um, so they are most of these events are, are for all of the families. We've got a really lovely event, which is an art and sculpture uh, in the vineyard event at High Clandon. Um, that's uh, for the week, actually, beginning the 21st of July into August. That's really, really lovely. You can go and taste their very, very nice cuvee, um, as well as going and seeing some beautiful sculptures that you can buy for your garden as well. We've got an art day at Clamden Wood coming up um, with a fantastic artist called Tiffany Budd, who's, who's, who's um, painted some unbelievably beautiful murals at cherry trees and in september we've got the horsley big day out which is a kind of classic car show music family event as well so that's only a, a taster of some of the events that we've got we've got absolutely loads of them so if people want to just pop to our website it's www.cherrytrees.org.uk you can have a look at all of our events um, and we'll be running running them all throughout the year um, as well Great stuff. Uh, if people want to get involved and help in any way, then uh, how do they get in touch? Through the website? Oh, yeah, please do. We welcome lots of volunteers, please. We, we actually got the, uh, the Queen's Award for Voluntary Services um, 10 years ago, I think it was. Um, and again, just go to our website or give us a call. There's a friendly bunch at the end of the phone. Um, phone number is 01483 well, Claire, thank you so much for uh, explaining everything that's going on at Cherry Trees. You do a marvellous uh, job for the uh, community, and we wish you every success for the future. Thank you so much, Graham. And I know we're now going to hear from uh, one of the parents uh, and uh, what it means to her. Alex was born with a very rare neurological condition called Sturge-Weber syndrome, which means some blood vessels did not develop fully both on his face and within his brain. Um, that caused severe epilepsy as a baby until he had surgery aged two and a half, and that completely changed his life. Um, however, his development was always behind, um, and by the time he was five, his behaviour became extremely challenging, and he'd start biting and hitting and punching and doing anything he could because his he didn't talk at the time, he couldn't communicate with us. It happened very suddenly and at the time his little sister had just started walking and at the time we thought it was simply that he was cross and he, he somehow understood that she was moving ahead faster than he was. He was completely mobile at that point but she was beginning to be a verbal, she was beginning to move around and overtake him. And we wondered, could it be down to that? But we've since, you know, done the research. He's been diagnosed as autistic. He's, um, and yeah, we've we've had many many years of learning. It's a communication and a, a, a lack of impulse control. We were faced with the possibility of having two children at home all the time. And Alex simply not understanding why he was at home and why all the things he wanted to do were not happening. He absolutely adores school. He adores cherry trees. And he, yeah, the thought of trying to get this through to him. And we, I genuinely thought at the time we were just going to have days and days and days, and however long it would last, of him being cross. He doesn't eat a varied diet, so... He eats a lot of beige food, a lot of carbs, you know, chicken nuggets, potato waffles, that sort of thing. And he's developed an interest in what other people eat at cherry trees. 
So at home, I've taken the very easy way out of I cook him something, I'll cook myself and Megan something. We all eat at different times because he likes to eat early and it's, it's not the ideal setup by any means. I'd probably have done things differently <laughs> looking if I'd known this was where we'd land up. Um, but he now requests, if he sees something on somebody else's plate, he will frequently ask to try it. Such as? Um, oh, anything. Um, he's eaten some. He's even eaten some fruit and veg. Um, but his breakfast used to just be toast butter. That's it. And now, because one of his favourite carers eats shreddies in the morning, he won't do it at home. But at, at Cherry Trees, Alex asks for a bowl of shreddies. Fantastic. And that's his pretty much only dairy intake. So I'm just delighted that he tries anything, let alone actually then goes back and eats it again. At Cherry Trees, he's requested to wipe down the, the table after meals. Um, and he has fought this and fought this and fought this, but he now understands it happens. And as a result of that, he will now... Again, it's a tiny thing, but he'll take his plate out to the kitchen at home and he'll literally dump it in the dishwasher. But it's in the dishwasher. He's, he's tried. He will accept different things and changes from outside the home. And being able to import that back into home is is great. I love it. I'm not sure I could even put it into words. That's the problem. Actually, I'm beginning to cry at the thought of it. Because it's just meant that much to us. It's unbelievable that that cherry trees has stayed open. And, and I've there are other families I know who also gain from cherry trees. And, yeah... It's, we're just all so grateful and I don't think you can ever say a big enough thank you because we know that the staff have almost certainly given more through the last year than than they had before and they didn't have to stay open but, but they did. Mm-hmm. 